Hello everyone, welcome back to the Coaxium Cantina. I'm Benjamin. And I'm Aiden. And in today's episode, we are going to be reviewing episode 2 of The Bad Batch called Cut and Run. And if you haven't seen episode 2 of The Bad Batch, spoilers ahead, don't watch this, go watch it. And yeah, that's pretty much your spoiler warning. You've got five seconds to cut off this video. Go watch it and then come back. Five, four, three, two, one. That wasn't five seconds, but you get the idea. In. Cut and run. Cut and run. Cut and run. Well. Yeah. It's yes, just, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is 15 yeah. minutes of us repeating the title of the episode. <laughs> the episode. Um, right. Yes. Um, I thought, well, to start with, we thought that it was going to be Rex that the Bad Batch were going to, which is, I don't know, tiny bit of a letdown that they didn't. But at the same time, them meeting up with Cutler Quain was actually brilliant. And yeah. was actually better than expected, because we haven't seen Cut since... Ooh, season two, I think. Season two, um, or around that time, and we got to see the animation changes with Cut, Sue, and their two children, and it just really—it was actually just really fun to see, like the the development of their character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just looking up when 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 the Grimoire episode was. Uh, time was the desert. The episode was called the deserter. So deserter. The the throne was. This is why you should come prepared. Season two, episode ten. So I was right. Or we were right. Nailed it. Uh, was the last time we saw cut the queen. And yeah, I agree. I think. I think everybody may have suspected Captain Rex. But yeah. the fact that we got a hint as to his whereabouts mm. is acceptable, I think. Yeah. For now. Yeah. Um and obviously we know he's gonna be in it. Um and I said this to you when I watched when we watched it. I kinda wish they didn't put Captain Rex in the trailer. Yeah, because that would be good to build. It'd be like, like... oh, Captain Rex is here. Oh, that's really awesome. I wonder when we're going to see him, and then eventually see him, and it'll be like, oh my god, that's really awesome. Um, so yeah, it was it was really interesting to see cuts over someone like Captain Rex. Um, yeah. And it was interesting to see that the Bad Batch had previous encounters with him as well. Yeah, they they were talking like they were old friends, which was interesting yeah um yeah because that one was weird because i from what i remember in season two um no one kind of knew that he deserted them yeah the so the time when um the 501st found him it was like purely by accident yeah yeah so it must their friendship must have developed in between season two and the bad batch where we are now. Hmm. I think what is really interesting as well is that when the members of the 501st went to the homestead for the first time, 
Sue was instantly like cycle a rifle on them, going, "What do you want?" Yeah. And then when the bad batch arrived, she was like practically family, like that close with them. Yeah. And that shows like the little character development and the obviously the amount that they've obviously got to learn about each other. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um. So let's talk about the clones for a bit because we we spoke about this while we were watching it as well about how we want to see the clones develop mm. do you do you want to take this or shall i shall i explain this uh you can take it thank you um basically we were saying about how the clone we feel like the clone troopers should gradually turn into stormtroopers not just one episode it be a stormtrooper armor right mm. um because i think from what i can remember we've only seen stormtrooper or um clone trooper armor there was no yeah. kind of like gradual armor changes in that the the only alternate thing you could say like very loosely you could say the cadet helmet from rebels but even that is like yeah that's like practically completely stormtrooper yeah um so there's not many ways that you could change a clone trooper helmet to a stormtrooper helmet gradually because it just kind of happens doesn't it I guess yeah. change like the eyes and the the breathing apparatus around the um, bottom of the helmet. Hmm. I think it was um, and the top I, I was... the top of the helmet as well is the stormtrooper top. The helmet is quite smooth, whereas the clones obviously have the fin on the top. Yeah, I was um, I was saying this to you when we were watching it. I think that it's. It's good that the only troopers that we are now seeing outside the Bad Batch are Phase 2 shinies, like, yeah. like Battalionless. Well, I like guess the Battalions, white. the Battalions belong to the Jedi, didn't they? Yeah, so the Battalions there's are no battalions anymore. Yeah, so they're just all white clone troopers, yeah. and it's cool because it's like as close to the the Empire kind of change before yeah. that happens. Yeah. I kind of still want to see Commander Cody, though. I feel like oh, seeing same. Commander Cody after Order 66, obviously we knew that he followed it fully. Mm. That would be really, really cool. Because, obviously, we still have... I don't I don't think that what we've seen of Grand Moff Tarkin, Tarkin will be the end of it. I think yeah. he'll reappear. Obviously, Crosshair will appear again. Mm. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute um, and I just think that maybe it could be a clever trap I think I said this in the last podcast actually um, about how you know Commander Cody contacts him and be like hey come over here and then they're like oh Commander Cody we trust you and and then um, obviously he betrays them because he's got the chip yeah, yeah. that could be interesting and uh a kind of, if they bring Rex along with them as well, it's a kind of a reuniting Rex and Cody again. Hmm. Well, I was going to say about that, 
That's an interesting one because in Rebels, when the ghost crew meet Rex, Gregor, and Wolf, the Empire has essentially like said, "Right, we don't need the clones anymore. They've retired them." Yeah. So we know that Rex obviously had the events of the end of season seven. And he kind of, he executed it, but then he was charged with treason, but then all of those clone troopers who would have charged him died. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious to know how much power Rex actually has, if he's, if he's going off by himself, or if he could actually blend in with the newly forming Empire. Yeah, yeah. Um, well... The the I can't remember. I think that Wolf does actually contact the Empire, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So it's not like they were hiding from them. It it was it wasn't necessarily about hiding. I don't think it was just staying off their radar, yeah. like lying low. Yeah. Um, but if they were that determined to lie low, they wouldn't have called the Empire, would they? Well, I mean, it was Wolf who did it. So. Yeah. Like it wasn't a group decision. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um. So that that that's the clones. Um, Ome- Omega. Do you know how hard that is to try and say without the accent? And I don't, <laughs> yeah. don't want to do the accent because I will ruin the accent. Yeah. Um. I I thought she was good in this episode because I think the the whole thing is going to be like a a character development thing for her. Yeah. Because she's when we first see her, she's obviously only been on Camino her entire life and then at the start of this episode you you have Hunter and Tech or Hunter and Echo talking about how she was like curious and walking all around their ship and yeah. then when they land on Silicamai or how Silicon do you say I. that? Silicamai. Um she's like inspecting the dirt and the looking at the sun and everything which would blind any normal human but hey ho um i really so enjoyed the bit be... I, no i really enjoyed the bit where the first bit where she walked out the ship and she she kind of took the dirt in her hand and, you know sprinkled it on the floor and tech would be like yes that would be dirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's like she's so amazed because she's never seen anything like it she's like wow what is this that would be dirt. <laughs> tech is just is brilliant. I love tech. tech. Tech's my favorite, I think, so far. Yeah, I think Omega's whole character thing throughout the show is gonna be from not I, not I, naive, but she's gonna go from like learning nothing to kind of learning the the dangers of the the Empire and the other worlds. Because I mean, she did almost die in this episode well, as well. Yes. Um, I think her purpose is more to break off the Bad Batch from being soldiers as well. I think that's... Yeah, she's she's the heart of the group. Yeah, she's going to be the one to stop them constantly being soldiers and following orders and, you know, all that. I mean, we've kind of seen saw that in the first episode, how, mm. you know, they then, apart from Crosshair, obviously, who's still super obedient, they they didn't do their orders because of Omega. Mm. Whereas, you know, normally they would just do their orders and not really care. 
And that's kind of the thing that we saw more in this episode when she got attacked by um, whatever that was. Um, that she, He kind of told her off like a soldier. Yeah. And then there was the instant contrast between someone who was a soldier who's now who's now a um not a farmer not, and a father. Not a father, but uh a person that looks after people. Yeah. I I can't think of a word for it. Um No, I can't think of a word for it. Guardian, I guess, in many ways. I don't know. Protector. Protector, something like that. Um but yeah, and that's that's kind of what Hunter is turning into and what he's got to learn about being not being a soldier. He's got to learn about not being a soldier for the first time. Yeah, because that, that was the whole premise of them going to this planet and talking to Kurt. It was the sense of they needed to know how to start to lay low during this whole change in the the galaxy, and he said you have to kind of abandon the military way and go a bit more civilian. Like, yeah, I've got a mini moth. In- I've got a mini moth in my room. It's really annoying me. Mini, mini. I moth. honestly, I honestly had thoughts of a little grand moth Tarkin. Just, <laughs> I, I thought you said moth. <laughs> <laughs> what, just, just a little flying Tarkin up, flying about in front of my notes and you're like. Just a mini grand yeah. moth talking. A grand moth talking. My god. Anyway, <sighs> on to the important bits. Um, one of my notes that I've written down here is literally bullet point D. Bradley Baker. <laughs> oh, the, the, the man's talented. <laughs> he is. There is no doubt, right? He was talented to do all the clones in the Clone Wars, right? But to do what? He did four characters. And then cut, then cut, and then have them all really, really different voices. Mm. It's just, it's insane. We were discussing this about how we hope that they're going to make a Bad Batch version of the gallery. Yeah. Because um, I'm really interested to see whether Bradley Baker did... Um, whether he did them all at once, or whether he did one character at a time, yeah, that would be really interesting to know. I I wouldn't be surprised if they did both of those tactics. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, certain he, scenes he could have would be able to do them. Yeah, it's very impressive if you just switch on switch to each one just instantly. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's why he's a voice actor, I guess, but still pretty impressive. Pretty sure that's by the definition. <laughs> and I love how the I love how the credits just say the bad batch, D. Bradley the Baker. Bad batch. Oh. It's like he voices the majority of the show. Just just give him that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and something we didn't mention in the last episode as well, I don't think we did, was um, Rekka. What your your changing opinion towards them? Um, yeah, right. So Rekka was extremely annoying in in the Bad Batch arc, right? Mm. 
Well, I found him extremely annoying in Black Backyard. Um, I don't know what your... I can't remember your opinions on him in the Bad Backyard, to be honest. I... That's um, fine. My comments are forgettable. Um, I... Yep. I'm just, um, I kind of found... Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I don't think I hate him as much as you did, but I can see the... I can see the irritation of like the oh man and like the the disregard for the stealth aspect where in yeah. this episode you can see that he is quite capable of doing that. And but I think in both episode one and two of the Bad Batch, he is much, much improved. Yeah. In this in this episode he was actually like the most mature he's been. Yeah. Because he was looking um, after Omega and um I don't know what's going on between those two. There's something going on between those two. I think it's just like a... I'd, I'd almost say it's like a kind of brother and sister relationship because I feel like Wrecker has a very like childlike personality because he has the uh, Lula doll. I think that's what they're called. Um... And like he's very childlike, and she's the same. So it's kind of like a. I think it's the sense that he's got his brothers, which are the bad batch, but he's also got like a little sister. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty uh good character development there. So yeah, that's good. Because I, you obviously, while Hunter's obviously the main guy, it's the same with the these group films that can sometimes go wrong is that you focus on the main guy too much, so the rest yeah. of them don't really get a say in it, get a character mm. arc in it. However, apparently I did read, read somewhere that there are going to be episodes that are character-specific. Oh, okay. So, Ooh, is that is uh, that flashback or just story? Well, I don't know, but I think there's going to be episodes that are literally just on, like, tech and some on Echo and all that kind of stuff. But we've already got a lot of Echo, so in terms of character development, he's not as important to develop in the early stages. Hmm. But then I suppose it's the Bad Batch side of him that they'd be developing, not yeah. necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. his arc in general. But at least we've got a character already. Yeah. Whereas the rest of them, we don't really have one. So if yeah. you get those done first, then you can go with Echo. But obviously the best time, the, the time where they're probably at their best is when they're all together. Yeah. But you've got to, you've got to make sure that you don't focus on one character too much. Mm. So that, you know, there's one character that just gets forgotten about. I think, to be fair, that is something this show has done really well. It feels like every member of the Bad Batch has, like, kind of enough, yeah, a moment, enough speaking lines. Like, they they always have that that kind of bit of focus. Like, when in the first episode they came back to Kamino, you had Hunter addressing like, oh, what's the Coruscant Guard doing here? Yeah. Then you had Wrecker talking about the PA system. Then you had Tech going on about, oh, there, the battalions aren't really, like, taking note of anything. And yeah. you kind of had a bit of focus for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So basically, for what what's going to happen next? Do you think? Well, um, they've at the end of this episode, they they got a lot more civilian like they they still have their armor and they still have their ship which was something i was worried they were going to lose completely um because i absolutely love their armor and their ship i think it's so awesome yeah um i think it's probably going to be a case almost a bit mandalorian like where each episode is them finding out what they're gonna do as they're doing it yeah. So they might try and find Rex in the next episode, but at the same time, they might also be going somewhere else, and then the episode after that, they might run into Rex or something. It's... I mean, it seems like, well, by the end of this episode, it seems like Omega has actually been accepted. Not that she wasn't before, but like, she's actually going to be a proper member of the Bad Bat. Yeah, because it's that classic that, like, oh, I can't be this parent figure this child needs. So it's literally the same as the Mandalorian when he tried to give Grogu to the village. Yeah. Um, it's literally like, I can't be this protector or this parent that this child needs. Yeah. And then the difference was Omega was just like, nah, I'm, I'm staying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, so, yeah. It's. I guess that we're gonna have to try and find out what she is, because there was a hint in this where, uh, cut kind of said. The coming, Kaminoans, don't uh, don't do stuff for the fun of it. You know, there's yeah. got to be a reason why she's there. Mm. And I think in the last episode, from what I understood of it, that the medical officer kind of let them go. Yeah. So there's got to be... And I don't think she would have let the Bad Batch go necessarily. I think it was more to do with Omega. Mm. So she's got to have a reason why she's there. And obviously she's got to have powers, right? By powers, I mean defects. Desirable defects. Yeah. Um, I, um... But we don't exactly know what her thing is yet. A lot of people say that she might be Force-sensitive. Well, that's the whole premise with the Palpatine body, isn't it? Yeah, that's a... um, The Force-sensitive thing I think we'll go into in another episode, maybe this Mm. week. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what her, her thing is. Well, she seems very cerebral anyway but then is that really the right thing considering you have tech who has that same mutation and echo who hasn't necessarily got mutation but he's kind of similar like tech where he has the same kind of mind and the way he views technology yeah i mean hunter isn't exactly like obviously, I know he has the uh, enhanced senses, mm. but he's not exactly—he uh, hasn't exactly got a defect, has he? Really? Uh, like it's not—it's not as prominent as the others. 
Yeah, I think it's whenever they say defect, I think it's just with regards to a normal clone. Yeah, squadron. yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. But um, I could be one of those where it's just. I mean, another another thing I've seen is that she's um she's sharp shots replacement. Sharp shot. Across there. <laughs> I d I honestly um, don't know why I call him sharp shot. I don't know where I got that from. Um yeah, I can see I can see why, and she still needs to get her purple bow and arrow from the trailer. Yeah. But she also um I think it's because she hit that shot when she hit that shot on Crosshair when he was about to fire at Hunter, I think. Yeah. Or Wrecker. Um, so people are either saying that she's uh, Crosshair's replacement, but that wouldn't explain why the Kaminoans um, like um, built, I'm going to say built her, but that's the wrong word. Um, designed made, as made her Designed, whatever. Yeah. Um, that wouldn't explain that because they've already got Crosshair, so why would they need it again? Uh, whereas mm. Force Sensitive could actually make a bit of sense. Um, and she did work as a medical assistant, so arguably you could say Force Healing if yeah. you did want yeah. to go along that route. Yeah. Anyway, let us know about your thoughts on The Bad Batch Episode 2 and where you think Omega is going to go or where she's going to end up or what her powers are. Uh, let us know all that kind of stuff in the comments down below. Um, I'll I will see you guys next time, and so will Aiden. So we will see you guys next time. Um, and yeah, goodbye. Bye, guys.